This episode, plumbing myths that persist amongst your customers. In this episode, the Handyman Pros want you to start the new year off right by busting some of the myths in plumbing that can cost you big dollars. Welcome to the Handyman Pros radio show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. This edition is entitled, Plumbing Myths That Persist Amongst Your Customers, or Perhaps Persist in Your Mind. To help me explain, I'm here with my ever-cheerful co-host and old buddy, John. Johnny, we're up early, early this morning. What has been going on in your life? Well, I've been rousted from my bed. That's that's one. So <laughs> I know, John, but it is it is noon after all. It is noon. Come on now. Yeah, right. There's a right. joke. Well, folks. you know us. I have been doing some more trim work, and uh, you know, every time I go over to uh, every time I go over to somebody's house, it's like the same, the same, uh, the same story. You know, like it's it's all rotted away <laughs> on the outside. You know. <laughs> So it, it's easy to it's easy to replace now, um, but uh, boy, I'll tell you, I, I I bet I could go around to everybody's house and get you know just just from a survey standpoint and and uh, and and get work that way if I wanted to. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's no, crazy. no kidding! Yeah, you know, so it's folks, crazy. I, but I'm going to give you some context on this job that John's talking about. This is a customer; it's a longtime customer that John has, and he actually lives you know very close in his neighborhood. And he has a, a large house, and it's how do we want to say this, John? It's extremely ornate. He has a uh, yeah, lot of extremely, trim. yeah, a lot <clears throat> I of don't, exterior trim. I, yeah, I mean, I've said it before, and I'm I'm not sure that I'm not sure that making things that that ornate is a is a good thing. It looks good when the guys walk away from the job, but <laughs> you know, after after about uh, you know four years or so, it's. Uh, here we go. Well, so, it doesn't help that they used in- it doesn't interior help, yeah, I mean. trim wood for all everything that they did outside. So, folks, interior yeah. trim wood is you know not very good yeah. quality, and it just once it gets wet, it starts to a downhill grade. Anyway, with that, with that, Johnny, right. you came on an article from plumbermag.com, right? <clears throat> yeah, I did. I did. And and I and I'll tell you that um it, it it's brought back some memories. Um you know that I have been doing a lot of plumbing in the in the in a, not the past the past couple of months really. Um but uh you know this thing kind of brought back a couple of memories of uh you know what we ran into. But I thought it would I thought it would help to just kind of, you know, if we we kind of discuss this and lay out what uh you know what we see when we are out there plumbing. Now, a lot of the guys out there, that uh, the guys and gals out there that are doing that are doing this kind of work, run into this probably pretty regularly. Um, but you know, from the homeowner's perspective, you got to be very careful of what you put down your sink um, or your toilet or whatever. I like, um, I like gasoline and matches myself, but anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> yeah, cherry bombs, but it's. <laughs> But, you know, um, people, you just have to be really cognizant. We've addressed some of this before, but this article uh, was in Plumber Mag by, uh, look at the bylines, by Anthony Quinn. And no, I guess that's not the guy that played Zorba the Greek because he's been long dead. Right. Um, But. (laughs) (laughs) John, you age yourself. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah. So, you know, what we thought about was, uh, you know, just kind of these these persistent kind of myths that are out there. Um, and and no, number one, number one amongst this is 
Um, you'll see packages out there of flushable baby wipes. Or flushable wipes in general. We'll yes. In general. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't be doing that. Hey, I can write on the package that it's flushable. That doesn't Ex- mean it is. Okay. Exactly. You know? that, that's exactly right. And Or or how do we want to say this? That it's good for your plumbing, that it's good for your... It, it might get down into your plumbing fine. It might flush down and it might be fine. The question is what happens further downstream? And it doesn't have to be that far downstream. You get a flushable wipe wrapped up in your pipe somewhere in your house, you've got a major problem. And it's a major problem because it's not snakeable. It's not just they run the router, the, the snake down there and it cleans it out it can be like a major blockage that causes huge problems we've addressed this multiple times multiple multiple times but every day john you know we go in these homes and what do we see sitting on the back of the toilet yeah yeah exactly those flushable wipes flushable wipes yeah especially from the younger folks out there that have the kids you yep. know that are bringing up the kids yep. and, I, and i'll tell you the other thing is is that uh, i i know this from you know just from our plumber friends um, I've, I've talked to them not too, uh, not, not too long ago about this whole thing. And, uh, they're, uh, th- that's a good part of their business. It, it's well, <laughs> it's, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, I guess that's know, the so, question. You can use them folks if you want, but if you but understand it's not, if it happens, it's when it happens and then you're going to pay and you're going to pay big to get it yeah. cleaned out. It's not really a job that I know I would do personally, you know, as a handyman, yeah. I wouldn't cl- try to clean it out. If I can't snake it, you know, if it's not a simple hair clog kind of thing, forget it. I'm done. You know, well, let's, let's talk about that for a second. And I, well, I'll address it because I know that they, um, that the, those guys charge, you know, they'll, they'll scope it first. Right. And yep. they'll charge you about 350 bucks just to scope the, the whole thing out. Yep. Um, just to take a look down through those pipes and, um, you know, and then they're going to have to go through a, the, the process of routing if they can get it if they can get it through so you know you're 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 probably looking at at least 350 to you know 500 bucks to to do something like that um so just don't you know just don't do that and and these things are you know and also from a if you're on a septic system uh, uh septic yeah. septic and sewer john don't kid yourself yeah they, they'll clog up a four inch sewer line and if you're just going out to the sewer, and if it's between the house and the sewer and the actual sewer where it connects to the sewer, it's your responsibility. You get a, you get a baby wipe in there, and then it congeals, and we've talked about this multiple times, but it congeals in with any kind of grease and any kind of soap, too. So the soap comes down the line, and it clogs up on it, and it just creates this stoppage. And you get a stoppage, now, again, you're, it's going to be 500 bucks minimum if they can get it clear. And if they can't get it clear, it's a dig job. Now you're into the thousands. You're into the mm. thousands, and it happens every mm. single day. We see it in the plumber rags. You know, in the plumber, we call them the rags. They're not really rags, but in the plumber trade magazines, I'm a member of, because of my former association selling trucks into the sewer uh, pumping business, I still see every day people are talking about it, every yeah. single day. Yeah. Yeah. And they, every single day they go, why do you do this? Why, do, you know, whatever. But whatever, it's a whatever. If you want to, no, folks, a- if you want to, it's fine. You're, but understand, you're probably going to pay at some point. Nothing is free. So anyway, that's a pretty exciting life you got there, Larry, with the hey, going into the sewer magazines hey, every day. You know, I I mean, it's just yeah. it, it's just it you're is, uh, you're you're exciting. Keep guy. it clean, buddy. Keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Okay. Let's so move on to number two. Go through that. So yeah. don't don't get don't get caught up in uh, in that one. Yep. Um, so let's I'll talk tell about you. dripping faucets, right, Johnny? That's that's number two on our list. Dripping faucets or dripping toilets? I'm going to add toilets in there too, right? So you got a slow leak. Not a big deal, is it, John? It's a it is a big deal. Um, you know, I, I've I had just um, I had just done some some well, like I said earlier, I did a lot of plumbing in the last couple of months, and one of them happened to be a, a slow leak. You know, the drip. And it was dripping at I don't know maybe one one drop every you know twenty seconds or something. Yep. But you know you add that up, and that's a lot. And the other thing is, and we've talked about this before, but along with your your point on the toilet, is a lot of times you won't even see it or hear it. Right. right. So a lot of times you really have to just watch it, you know, the best you can to see if if you do have something like that. I uh, and I relayed this story before is that I had one. That was I didn't even hear it in my in my master bath, and it was it was it was noticeable. It was noticeable your on the water, water bill. Your water bill was noticeable. Yes, it was noticeable. So that's you know we've talked about that too. Besides, you know, keep 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 an eye on that. But these small little drips, um, you need to get those fixed. You can't you can't ignore them and say you know that's going to be a normal part of you know the house. So let's let's just talk the math for a minute and. and if folks, if you if you do have a slow leak, take a one gallon container and put it in there and see how long it takes to fill it up. It will fill up probably twice a day, so that's two mm. gallons a day times. And you don't think that's a lot, and it's not, but it is, and it and it adds up quickly. I'm going to tell you another. This is another little aside to the same kind of situation, right? So there's the quote. I call it the downstream effect. Now, if you're on sewer, this doesn't really well. It does matter because it'll affect your sewer bill too, right? Because your sewer's paid on the water that comes into the house. So your sewage, your sewer bill, if you have sewer, gets paid on the water that comes into the house. So the more water you use, the more you pay for sewer. Usually, it's about four times what the water bill is, three to four times, depends on the municipality. Anyway, be that as it may, you're paying for it to come in. You're paying for it to go out. If you have a septic system. What does it do to your septic system? Well, it causes your septic system to be constantly leaching water out, which is not, it's not that it's bad, but it's also not as good for your system as it could be. So the systems are designed to work, you know, they're not designed with a, to, to, designed to work with a constant flow of water through mm-hmm. it. And you think it's not a lot, but a gallon here, a gallon there, you know, it adds up every single day because it's, that is, John, when does that thing stop? That's right, never so oh, yeah. it's 24-7. You probably use four gallons a day of water on that 20-second leak, on that 20-second drip. You know, you'll probably use four gallons because if it fills up twice in an 8-10-hour you know, to day, you're not counting your overnight because it never stops. And toilets are probably even worse because they, you, don't, you, really don't, you don't hear them. You, don't, you, you see them only if you're really observant. You'll see that little trickle of water running mm-hmm. down the side of the bowl. And you just you just kind of got to get on top of it. It's it's not a, it's it's not like an end of the world kind of struggle. But gosh, it'll save you some money. It really will. And you you just alluded to it even in yourself. You saw a, a, a good you know you noticed it. Let's put it that way. You noticed the difference. In the yeah, market. I mean, I, I think one of the things that you know when, when we're talking about this is you know here's a here's a little tip here's a little tip for you is that you know if you're if you think that your your toilet's leaking, just put a little you know food coloring in the in the upper you know tank. Oh, that's a good tip. I thought about, I forgot and, about that one. I've done it. And before. um, you know, just just see if that's, you know, if you know, I would I would recommend any color but red. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. Not but nice. uh 
but uh, you know, so nobody freaks out, right? But yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. You know, you then then you'll see if it's if it's leaching out into the into the bowl. And like I said, I had one that it boy it it's hidden, man. I, I tell you, it gets it'll get away from you. So, you know, all these things, all these little tips about the uh, the the drips don't make it a don't make it a normal part of your life. Yeah, you know, it's, get, it should get be that, normal. Get that fixed because you you know you're absolutely right. If you put if you put a container under there and see how much it's dripping, um, you know do do you know do yourself a favor and get a new faucet or whatever it takes. Yeah, you know fix your toilet. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, because the the cost you know the cost is pretty is relatively small compared to the water bill, particularly when you amortize it out over a year, and then it really gets. And then we don't even want to get an environmental impact and stuff. Blah blah blah. You know all. Yeah, and it, and it's more than it's more than just that. If everybody had a slow leak, the gallon total gallons of water that right. would be immense. So and and plus it gives you gives you a chance to get a new faucet. <laughs> that's right. Right. Yeah. You know? That's exactly right. Time to upgrade. Time to upgrade. It's time to upgrade. All right. What's next, John? Uh, you know, one of the, one of the ones that, um, you know, that I've addressed some, some, some point is, is a lot of, a lot of people with, um, garbage disposals or, or not, you know, pouring hot grease down the kitchen sink. Yep. Um, when I saw this, you know, this was just like a no brainer, but again, the no brainer is it happens all the time, all you the know, time. all the time. And, you know, you, you match that up with those flushable baby wipes and stuff like that. And then you've got a real issue. So, you know, you don't ever pour anything like that down the down the kitchen sink. We, you know, what whether you have a garbage disposal or not. So, you yeah, know, and, it's it it's put, going somewhere. It might be, you know, inside your house, outside your house, but it's going somewhere and it's going to congeal. Yeah, and and so hot grease too, depending on how hot of grease you're pouring down there. But if you pour really hot grease down, down there, John, what are pipes made of underneath yeah. your sink most of the time? Yeah, most of them are plastic. Plastic. Yeah. And so, folks, you pour really hot grease in there, you know, like right off the <laughs> stove, you're going to melt your pipes. Now, you think that's funny, but I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen well, it. Yeah. And um, you're like, oh, my God, you know. So don't do, – so there's two issues there. There's actually three or four issues there. But, yes, to John's point, it does congeal. It goes down. Now, all grease – will do that all right fats oils and greases will do that it all just depends on temperature and depending on where you live you know we don't have so much of a problem with it in here in the south we do but it's not as as great but if you live in the north you know you can pour things like coconut oil and vegetable oil down the sink and it'll congeal just at about 50 degrees it starts to, to, to get solid well you think oh 50 degrees that's you know that's not very hot well your average sewer system doesn't get to be that hot so, you know it's not that warm it'll run you know in a in a northern climate probably running around the 40 degree range underground you know it's it's probably 40 degrees yeah. in there cuz the 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 septic tank or the sewer always generates a little bit of heat via the um biodegrading of the products and stuff like that so it's always warm in there but it's not that warm and so you still get it and by the way it's not just the flushable wipes that that stuff congeals with it's hair it's soap, no everything it's everything and they call it fog it's fats oils mm. and greases and you'll see it on the side of the on the side of like uh, septic pump trucks you know fog approved fog and um it it's really really not good for your sewer and or septic system to run that down and by the way the, the you you think oh once it gets to the sewer it's not a big deal well your tax dollars do go to pay for rotting sewer rotting trucks and also these big hydro excavating trucks to clean that stuff out of your sewer and those trucks coming from personal experience cost a minimum of around two hundred fifty thousand dollars and up 
to a million dollars or more. The biggest, most expensive one I ever built was a million bucks. It was one million dollars for the truck. Most of that in the body, um, in the pump and the, the pressure washing systems. So your municipalities all have to buy that stuff. So folks, it costs you in your tax dollars. And those trucks are not inexpensive, but they're a necessary evil. It, and a, most of it comes from fats, oils, and greases. Literally, yeah. it's not even a, yeah. not even an, exa- an exaggeration. Yeah, and if you keep your kind of your, your ear to the track on this story now that we're talking about it you'll you'll see uh you'll see stories from around the country uh especially in the larger cities that they that they battle this all the time yeah and so and, and these aren't small clogs like some of those no 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 these are these are these are major these are big these are big ones and you know like i like i said n- now that now that we're talking about it and it kind of comes to the top of mind keep your keep your ear to the track on some of these stories that come out i've i just uh not too long ago probably six months ago i heard you know one from new york um uh, that there's a huge, they had a huge clog, a huge problem. How big was you know? it? Do you know? I mean, I've I've I, seen, no, no, I've seen pictures of them basketball sized and bigger. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like that big, and they and that'll clog up a six inch sewer main. You know, it clogs up. I mean, that's a big line, folks. That's a lot. There's a lot of water coming through that. So anyway, moving yeah. on, moving on. What's the next thing, John? Um, well, the next thing is is one of the one of the things that I'm very cognizant of uh, that I never used to be, um, and only from the fact that um, to really fix something right, I might have to get in there and do it, and that is pouring chemical drain cleaners down the sink and saying that that's safe. You know, if you've got a clog, right? Okay, especially when you have a clog, because okay, now you pour this very caustic material down the sink and it's not going anywhere um you got to go through that stuff to fix the problem or when you take it apart that stuff's going to come back out of there somewhere yeah yep Yep. um and it's really caustic i grew up with a with a girl that uh that got some of it on her on her hand that just ate a big hole in her hand um you know on the outside of her her hand but it was, uh, you know, that stuff is, you know, like Drano and all that kind of stuff is very, very caustic, and you have to be very careful with it. Sometimes, you know, if you, if you're, if the, um, I'll say this. Sometimes when the when the drain is running, it's a little slow, and you pour it down there, it does work, no doubt. Um, but you know, if you have a solid clog and it's not going anywhere, boy, think of some other things. Before yeah. you get to that stage, because it's you know you're not going to be doing a plumber any 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 favors, uh, or yourself with that stuff coming back out of there at some point. Right. So what? Give give some people some ideas of the first. What are the first two things that they should do? Well, you know, there's a there's a lot of things you can do. You, if you're you're talking about it, just a, a total clog sink. Just yeah, like let's just say you have a clog sink. What's the first thing? Everybody ha- almost everybody has a plunger, right? I would I would try a plunger. Yep. Try a plunger. Um, you know, and there's two types of plungers. One's it was built for toilets, the other's built for sinks. Um, you know, I get away with one on each, but <laughs> but you know, but you'll see the difference right. um in the store. Anyways, but uh yeah, try to try a plunger if and that should most of the times that should work. Yeah, and okay. what, and let me just give the physics behind the plunger. What it does is it creates it creates a pressure spike basically via air, right? So you're just you, as you plunge down, it puts pressure on that pipe and it pushes that clog. It just pushes that clog and just like all things in in pipes, once you get it moving, generally it'll it'll continue to flow downhill provided you're 
plumbing is proper and correctly installed. But once you get it moving, then you're good, and it'll it'll flush all that stuff down the stream. So try the plunger first. That's always the one. You know, just try it, and, and it might work. It might not. Um, if it's a really bad clog, you know, it it might not. The the second thing that I would do if you have one is just a snake, right? And for sinks. Uh, particularly like bathroom sinks and things like that. If you've got a bathroom sink clog, go down to the the big box store. They make those little zip. Um, they're what do they call them? Zip strips or something like that? Yeah, zip strips. Yeah, they yeah they they're look like a fishbone. Yeah, they, they look, look like, like a fishbone. Fish yeah, and they're about two bucks. And you stick it down in there, you know. And particularly for in a bathroom sink, I use them. I carry. I have them on the truck all the time. And uh, somebody says, "Oh, my sinks running slow," you know. And I mean, I don't even charge people for this if they tell me it's running slow. If I notice it's running slow, I go get the zip strip. You run that thing in and out of there a couple times, and of course, nine out of ten times, what comes out is a giant hairball with a lot of soap in it, right? And yep. and then all of a sudden, boom, it's clear, and it and it runs cleanly and and that's the second thing and if you have an actual snake you can snake it too but i'm not saying go out and buy a snake but i'm definitely saying go out and buy a zip stick for like i mean they're literally like two bucks so so let let me address this one, one other one other way here and that is the, the chemical putting a chemical cleaner down there first is not your first go-to because yeah. if yep. you wind up plunging it that stuff is going to be flying everywhere yep and once that stuff hits your skin or your eyes you're you're uh you you got a now you got you a, a bad day problem. coming. Yeah, you got a bad problem. day coming. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So you know, these are all these are all really good. These are all really good tips right here. To and I'll tell you one last tip on on, on this is that, you know, especially for the girls out there that you know the daughters and stuff. Um, and happened to me is that you know they're really that hair gets really long. Yes. And you know, t ask them to take you know a step back when they're combing their hair from the sink. <laughs> So so, my, so the hair so the hair is going on the floor so you can vacuum it up that way instead of it down into the sink. So my um, because my I've wife, I've been well I was just gonna say Larry I I just did a well I did a plumbing job last year that I mean this thing was so unbelievable I pulled a wig out of there okay <laughs> it was it was so gross and it was so long and I was just I asked the girl you know she was standing there I said. Uh, was this sink kind of slow? She goes, "Oh yeah, it was barely running." I'm like, "Uh huh." <laughs> you know, so yeah, here you go. Anyways, so yeah. my wife has long hair. She has long black hair, and she's really what she's really good at. She puts it in the sink, but she wipes it up before she puts any water down it. So that's that's the other you know part of the tip. Just clean just clean it up. Now I'm now you talk about women. Now I'm going to tell you probably one of the worst ones I've ever seen was actually one that I did at one of my clients, and he just said, "Yeah, my sink's running slow," and it was the guy's sink, and it was whiskers. I don't know how they got clogged up, and his wife had really long hair, and I was expecting her sink to be the one that was slow, and her, and I and I snaked her sink, and I yes I pulled out not a wig, but I pulled out a fair amount of long hairs. But um, his sink was actually clogged, and it was soap. And it was like soap and whiskers. And yeah, it, it was yeah. one of the worst ones I've ever seen. It was really yeah. – now, I think that her, she probably cleaned hers out, you know, more often. I'm not really sure. But anyway, it was really bad. So I'm not, I'm not trying to he, belittle it, but I'm just saying. It so, happened to both sides. Yeah, so so folks, here's, you know, here's what you can do to, 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 to kind of help yourselves out. Like once a month – once a month, run real hot water down the sink. Yep. And just let it just I mean as hot as you can get it. And just let it and, run. And just let it and let it run down there. Um the other is that I'll tell people is that to, you know, uh fill up your sink. Fill up your sink. Stop your stop up your sink first. Fill up your sink with water and then pull the stopper. So that you have all that water pressure going down in there to 
flush basically you know flush anything out of there too right so you know th those are a couple other tips to you know keep keep this to a minimum yes um but it builds up over time and you never know it because it's like anything you know uh, the sink gets a little slower a little slower and you don't really notice you really and you get adjusted it. to us then all of a sudden you got this issue so anyways yeah. all right next no well larry i'll let you take this one. all right so this is in the disposal it says um it, it's good to use lemons to clean the disposal. Now, I personally take a little bit of, of uh, 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 I, I disagree with this to a certain degree, but lemons are, you know, lemons and or citrus has citric acid in it. And so according to this article, that eats away at the inside of your disposal. My personal opinion is if you're doing this, say, a couple of times a month, you know, once or twice a month, maybe three times, even once a week, I don't think if you're just throwing one like quarter of a lemon rind down there, I don't think you're going to put enough citric acid into your disposal to actually do any damage to the inside of the disposal. But to their point, it is an acidic product. So it's a caustic product and you probably don't want to do it. Now, one thing we do advise, and I do this before I ever work on anybody's disposal, is I take a handful of ice or I take a bunch of ice and I put the ice down in there. Now, you use ice, why? Well, because if it does clog or if it does jam, the ice melts, it goes away, you can get at it. But ice will actually clean out the inside of your disposal really, really well. It actually pol almost polishes the inside of your disposal. It's kind of nice, especially, again, when I'm working on one, I don't want to stick my hand into a whole bunch of you know, old food goo, for lack of a better word. I don't know how else to describe it. Throw in a, a whole bunch of ice, pa really pack it right down in there. Turn that disposal on. It'll grind it up. It makes a beautiful slushy. And, uh, and, then it, and then pour some water through it, and it, it flushes down the pipe, and it cleans it right out. It's really a good – I tell a lot of people to do that. Just do it as a regular basis. Once a month, throw some ice in your disposal – a lot of ice. You know, take a good handful. Make sure it's filled. Grind that stuff up. It's amazing what it will do. It helps keep the disposal running clean, too, like the water flows out of it better. So if you've got a disposal that's kind of clogged up, throw some ice in there, grind it up, away you go. <clears throat> I throw a lemon in there every once in a while just for scent, so it gives a little better smell. But technically, yeah, most, don't leave it in there forever, right? That's, the, I guess, the question. Yeah, I mean, so the, the better disposals are going to be all stainless steel parts, so that's not going to really affect it much. But, you know, we've talked about this before on the show of using lemons and salt, uh, you know, to, to polish brass. And, you know, it, it is amazing uh, how, how caustic that, that citric acid can get. So I understand their point here is that, you know, stay away from it that way um but you know most of the the modern stuff is, is stainless steel um yeah and, I, if, and if you throw it in there and grind it up and run the water like you're supposed to you're washing it downstream pretty exactly. rapidly i mean exactly it's, it, it's not it's not like hydrochloric acid where you throw it in and it starts bubbling up and it's you know blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway all right it, what's yeah. the next one john um the the, ne the next one is the uh, fluctuating water pressure is okay yeah, that's one okay. Of my so this right? is this is one. Let me let me address this from two two standpoints here. One is one is your you turn your you turn your uh, you know your faucet on, and you you notice your pressures your pressures high. Then it then it falls off. Then it comes back on. Then it falls off. Um, <clears throat> it depends upon what you got going on um, in your in your house in terms of your water. Okay, if you're on on city water. Um, and it's coming through, you know, something that's a pressure regulating valve, a PRV valve that we've talked about before. Um, that can be a real, that's a real issue. Okay. Um, 
those things can go either way. They can break. They can they can break low or they can break high, high pressure or low pressure, and usually they they break to the to the other the side that's high and starts blowing out all your toilet parts and stuff yeah, is what we we've, we've talked about. Yep. The other is <clears throat> is that you've got a, an air pressure tank in a in in a um, in a house that might be on a well. And that air pressure tank has a bladder in it, like a, like you guys out there or gals out there are familiar with accumulators. Um, and once that bladder in there, and it's it's you know uh, inflated uh, to a certain point, and then the water from the pump goes in there, so that you have constant pressure. The the what happens is that uh, that bladder has a puncture in it. Yeah, and that can happen in with so according to modern code, you're supposed to put another of uh, uh, one of the bladder tanks in on your hot water heater too. So that same thing can happen on the hot water side of your home. If you put too much pressure in it, it'll give you a, it'll give you like a hot water spike. You know, where it'll it'll it, it all it, the pressure in the tank is supposed to match the pressure that's a, that comes through your PRV valve. So if you set your PRV valve at forty five pounds of pressure, your tank should be forty five. If you put sixty in there, it'll it'll come out as a spike. And so <clears throat> there's two issues there, and it's not it's not uh, the, the the bladder on the on the the um, uh, hot water tank isn't you know that big a deal, but you still want to address it. And generally, it's really simple. You just have to have a pressure gauge, and you just you just set the pressure back down. But PRV valves, yeah, you'll so modern. We're gonna we're gonna take a step back. If you have a home that was built probably before about 1960, when all parts were metal, like your toilet tank parts were all metal and things, they didn't put PRV valves in older homes. And I've had several that I've redone um, on my rental side that actually didn't have PRV valve. So we put a PRV valve in because modern parts are all made of plastic and the plastic is rated at about 60 PSI top pressure. So if you're coming in at 120 from the street, you're going to start blowing that stuff up. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, even your supply lines aren't rated that high. So you can cause a flood if you're not careful. So it's uh, fluctuating water pressure is not okay. I will say this, if you have a well You've got some different situations going on there, so you need to be cognizant. We're not going to get into that discussion because that's a well. It, I will discussion. just, I'll, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I will address that because I was on a well, and and I we we went through this a number of times. So what what you're going to experience if you are on a well is you're going to get the pump the pump pressure. Yep. That's yep. going to come through, and that's you're going to you're going to rise and fall off the pump pressure, yep. and it's a it's a real pain in a rump. And I'll tell you that that's why they put an accumulator tank next to it to 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 smooth that smooth out, out. Yep. like a like a capacitor in a circuit. But the thing is, um, you know, you just have to you, you know what we're talking about here is you can't live with this stuff and say that it's normal. Right. I mean, you're, these things really need to be these these things really need to be addressed. And uh, like you said, especially this water pressure because it will take a toll on all these modern appliances. And and not to not not to belabor this, but they are made of plastic. That is all your plastic inflow valves and shutoffs on your ice makers, um, on your washing machines. Um, you know, there it's, it, it can blow those things out pretty quick, you know, uh, to the point that you're, you're going to screw up a, a lot of, a lot of appliances. Yep. So, all right. So that's water pressure. Next myth, Johnny, this is one of my favorites. I'm going to put um, a brick in my toilet to save water. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, Eureka thing, right? The, the volume <laughs> goes up. 
you know, and, and of course, you know, at that point you're like, okay, well, you know, I just, uh, decreased the volume of the, uh, or increased the volume in the tank, you know, decreased it. I'm sorry. And, and so, you know, you're going to save water in the tank. The problem is that bricks, bricks deteriorate. <laughs> well, it's that. And it's, it also folks, I hate to say this, but it's really true. You don't get the flush that you get when you just like, number one, I can't even stand the 1.6 gallon flushes because I end up flushing no. multiple it's, times. It doesn't save you any water. In fact, it yeah. probably costs you water by the time you, by the time you, now I'm not talking, I'm talking about your solid waste, not your liquid waste, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just yeah. saying it, it, it really does. It just, folks, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And I've heard of all kinds of other, other things like this. Um, modern day, modern day toilets, you can, you know, basically there's, there's adjustments in there on, on the parts, uh, to, to do basically the same thing. The, what, what this, what the article here is really addressing is that, um, you know, there's other ways of conserving water and, and without destroying the inside of your toilet, basically with a, what's happening is the bricks are falling apart and they do. Okay, after a while, you know, pieces <laughs> and parts come off those bricks, and where are they going to go? They're going to either lay on the bottom of the tank, or you're going to be flushing them down, or pretty soon they're, you know, they're they're stuck. They you know, stop they're, up they're the keeping flapper. A stopper. They, yeah, they keep they the got flapper. The stop, and... They've got flapper open. Now the next thing you know, you've got you know twenty gallons of water running out of there. <laughs> you know, you're it's just one big circle, right? So. If it was Anyways, designed for a brick, it. if it was designed for yeah, a brick in it, they would design it that <laughs> yeah. way. End of story. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. Johnny, this is one of my favorites. So you we've talked about the bleach. You have a bleach we have a device, it's on our website that you actually can put in the water line that puts bleach in your toilet. And so this says this this myth is that bleach tablets are the best for keeping your toilets clean. Let, let me let me address this. Yes. It's not those what I if you go on our website and look at look at the look at the little blog that I wrote on this and you can go out and buy this thing. OK, um, these things are tremendous. It's not bleach tablets. Let me make that clear. You people out there are making bleach tablets that fit these things. Do not buy the bleach tablets because they stink it, in your bathroom is going to smell. Number one, like a swimming pool and, you know, um, like a YMCA. And the other is. <laughs> The other thing is that those tablets that come with this um, and that you can buy are bromides, and they do not stink, okay? And it, it delivers that directly through the fill tube into the bottom bowl itself yes, so that it never touches the parts. So there are bleach tablets out there that people, you know, anything that you put inside the upper tank, okay, you're now running the risk of ruining and shortening the life of all the pieces and parts that are in there, especially that flapper valve that gets really uh, hard and will not work again. You know, you're going to be replacing those things. You're going to wonder why. And it, we're going to go back to, you know, uh, number, you know, uh, three or four on the list here about, you know, water pressure and, and all, you know, all that kind of stuff is just, it's going to be running water. It's going to be everything. So everything, yeah. be really careful about putting anything inside that tank. But if you look now, <clears throat> I can speak from experience because I've got three of them. I got three of them going and they they take, they take like five minutes to install and they work like a champ, these things. So I would advise everybody Go on out to the blog on our website and, and check it out. You know, there's a link uh, there to it, buy it too if you want. We there's get, a there's we get a, a little bit of money for this one, a little tiny bit. Yeah, of money, so 
so go out and you know check this thing out. You know they're probably around twenty bucks or something for I think a couple of them or something. You'll you'll see it, and you'll see and once you see it, you'll see exactly how it works. And it's very simple, but it works like a champ. Yeah. So so I just anyways. want I just want to do some ads on this. So to John's point, that I think this article referred to the fact of taking like a large chlorine chlorine or any kind of tablet and sticking it in the upper tank. Not a good idea. Too much too much plastic, too much rubber, too many seals that need to be done. Anytime you add a chemical in there, it creates a situation of incompatibility. You're going to have issues, okay? It's just the way it is. Again, if it was designed to have that in there, that the, the manufacturers would tell you it's okay to do that. They don't tell you that's okay. Now, there are the ones that you hang up under the lid and th- that you hang up under the rim of the toilet, you know, like the blue things and, and the tidy bowls and that kind of stuff. Those are okay because that's just down in the bottom par- portion of the yes. tank. But it's it's an it's a thing that's un, I personally think it's unsightly, right? You know, it's just this, this item that John's talking yeah. about actually hits hooks, uh, I don't, I, hooks to the fill line, so you don't see it. You know, you don't see it, and it and it fills up and it puts something in there. But folks, <clears throat> one of the other things is nothing beats a brush. Nothing beats a brush. Yeah. This is just kind of a it's a way to beat the brush. Meaning, instead of having to brush every other day, you brush you know four times a month. <laughs> You know, kind of thing. So now I have. I tell you, I'll tell you, and I'll, I'll just, I'll just plug this again. These things are tremendous. Yep. I mean, I, I've never. Yeah. I mean, this thing is. It's, it's, it's like. A, well, it works. You'll let's, be, let's just put it. it you'll, it, you, you will be amazed. You'll be amazed. I, I mean, the, the, the crud that used to build up in there doesn't build up in there anymore. Yep. Ever. Got it. And I hardly ever we are it's it's great. So anyways, so check that's, it out. That's at handyman. Check it out and that's, see what you think. That's at handymanprosradioshow.com on the blog page. Right. You can see it. And there's pictures and all that kind of groove, good groovy stuff. Johnny, <clears throat> do you think, really in all seriousness, the last time you took one of the spaceship apart, isn't that where you found that item? It was in the bathroom of the spaceship. Isn't that isn't that what it was? Right I, next to, yeah, right next to the brick in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, if you enjoy the Handyman Pros Radio Show, please tell your friends and neighbors. Send them the link. Tell them to listen to these two idiots. They're, they're something else, you know. If you do have any questions, comments, or concerns, send us an email, questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. Check out our website, handymanprosradioshow.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. We've got lots of great information on maintenance, upcoming shows, events, and more. Um, we do have a Facebook group, too. That's at Handyman Pros, and you can follow us on Twitter as well, at Handyman Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Handyman Pros radio show. 